Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everybody to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm Christine Drummond, one of your hosts, and I have the amazing Joel Lord here with me today as well. And today we are talking money, but there is a cost. There is a fee to listening to this podcast and that is, please share it if you love this information. It is free. It's free. There is no cost. There is no fee. This is free information. We've poured in so much money into our own education that we're giving this information back to you for free. So if you love it, please share it. Share it with your friends and family. We want to be one of the, known as one of the top podcasts in the world for giving you information on how to be the boss of your life. And today. We are talking money because let's face it, Joel, it's a new year, it's a new decade. However, it's the same financial worries that are keeping people up at night. And today, through this podcast, we're going to share some tips and tricks with you on how to get financially ahead and be the boss of your finances instead of letting your finances own you. So I'm going to share a couple of statistics um, with our listeners today, Joel. And according to the Stress and Wellbeing Report, Finances regularly top their list of worries as the most common cause of stress. And I heard recently as well that the number one reason why people go to see their physician, their medical practitioner, is through stress-related illnesses. Stress, it's the number one cause of illness. And the number one thing that is causing that illness is money worries. So how crazy is this? So there was a company, it's a non-for-profit company called Wesley Mission. They actually did a study and they, they actually offer like financial literacy programs and things like that. But they found that 44% of households were facing financial hardship or financial stress. And it's about one in two Australians. I don't know what this is like in the rest of the world, but one in two Australians have limited to no savings in their bank account to fall back on. And to me, that scares the bejeebas out of me to know that people are out there and don't have a dollar left once once they've hit the end of their check. Like there's nothing, there's nothing to fall back on. Should there be an emergency? Should the car break down, the washing machine? Um, like how are people surviving? So we're gonna talk about money today. And I just really want you to know, like if you are struggling right now financially, I want you to know that it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You've, you've been up against it since before you were born. Poor man mentality has been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And maybe you've been caught in that, that generation where it's been passed down to you, where you've been told that money doesn't grow on trees. What do you think I'm made of money? Look at those people over there. They're really rich. They must have scammed somebody. You know, these shitty money beliefs, these disempowering money beliefs have been passed down from our parents or from people um, in our inner circle, you know, friends and families, um, things like that. So we want to be able to challenge your money beliefs today. We want you to know that there is an abundance of money out there. But we also want you to know that, you know, money is just energy. It is just energy, guys. And so many people find it so stressful, whereas Joel and I, we've actually had, we've lost money. We've lost a lot of money. It's been taken away. But we're under the mindset that because there is an abundance of it, we'll just make it back. We'll just get it back. And that's how we live every day. We'll, we take risks knowing that we could lose money, 
But at the end of the day, we're going to grow, we're going to learn. And if, it, if we don't pull it off, we can always go and get more and find more. So Joel, what do you want to, want to add to this intro part of the podcast? Oh my goodness, so much. And like, it's such an important topic. Uh, we, we, as the listeners may or may not know, we do multiple speaking events a year, like just even for our company, let alone for other uh, organizations. And what we do is we, we do the best we can to survey uh, the clients and the attendees before they come to the events. Uh, just so we know that we're able to bring the fire and help them with what they actually need help with. Now, the number one by far most common thing, and I'm going to say it's in the 95 percentile is that <clears throat> is money and finances. They want help with their money and finances. They want to like lose the stress of uh, that they're, they're feeling because of money. And it's just, it's, it's an epidemic. It's, it's all across the world. It's Western society. It's the, it, it, there, there's no one quick fix solution. But what I'm here to tell you today and what Christine is here to, like, to share with you today is like, don't let it be complicated. It's not complicated. People want you to, Wall Street, all the money uh, experts out there want to make it sound more complicated than it is. Then like, so you pay the money for them to organize your finances. Now, here's the, here's the, the kicker. Like, I'm not saying that all financial planners and experts out there are, uh, are negative or do the wrong thing. That's not the case at all. There's obviously great ones out there that, and they want to help people. Although you've got to like anything like a coach or a doctor or anything like that, or a mechanic, you've got to find a good one. So like the only person who's guaranteed to make money when they are helping you make money is the person you're paying to help you. There's no guarantee that you're going to make money at the end, but there's a guarantee that they're going to make money. So you just got to be mindful. Now, one thing to look out for is are they making money off what they are teaching you or off what they're doing? Like, are they physically doing it themselves to, uh, to make money? Or are they just a glorified salesperson selling you into some like scheme that is out there to make money. It's designed to make them money, you know, so be mindful of that. So I don't want to get too much into that, but that's just a really quick tip. Like for people that are getting started, like getting the proper advice is really, is great. Like I'm not going to give people uh, really any financial advice around investing. Although I, I, there are certain things that I can speak more confidently about than others. I can speak about business. I can speak about property. I can speak a little bit about the stock market because I've done a fair bit of that. I'm not going to try to tell them any of these other ways that are out there because I, I don't have experience in it, you know, and it doesn't interest me. So I don't learn it. So I stay away from it. So that, that, that's my starting there, Christine, like it's important. Like, and I just jumping in again, like stress has now been linked officially scientifically only very recently, I think in 20, late 2018, something like that, it's actually been scientifically proven that stress is a cause of, of stress, uh, like oxidative stress in your body and all the bad, like a lot of bad uh, stress hormones that go through your body cause things like cancer and cause things like heart disease and cause all these other really 
bad things that you wouldn't probably link stress around money to those diseases. So you want to try to like keep in a positive form of stress, like one that's like there to build you up, not uh, make you feel like crap and have you in fight or flight and have cortisol and all those shitty stress hormones in your body. So yeah, like learning this stuff is important. Totally, totally. And you know how I said before that it's not your fault that, you know, that you're broke and you've got these um, disempowering money beliefs. It's not your fault guys, but it is your responsibility. It is now your responsibility for the situation that you're in and you can change it. You can change it in a moment. As we said before, there's an abundance of money out there and there's abundance of opportunities. You know, and most of us, we're walking around and we're the living dead. We are not open to opportunity because we have closed minds, closed hearts, our spirits are closed and we're not open to being guided in any form. Yeah. And most people would want to, they, they want to be right, then rich, you know? So my, I really want to challenge you to open your minds today. I really want to challenge your thinking. Like start challenging some of these belief systems that have been passed down. Now, I'm, I'm not a big fan of the school system and I don't want to get into this, but why aren't they teaching us great sound financial advice from a young age? Like why do we just have to have the dollar mite accounts where we're just putting like a dollar a week in or a couple of dollars a week in every week and then, you know, like that's not teaching kids how to save. Like that's ridiculous. We need a proper system, a proper topic in our school systems that are teaching kids the value of money, but also teaching them self-worth, you know, that they're worthy enough and to not overspend. That's the other thing that we're seeing is so many people are overspending and they're spending more than what they make. And it's because of all this credit that they're passing out. It's so easy for people to get credit these days and they treat it as if it's their own money. It's not your own money, guys. If you can't pay your credit card off at the end of the month, you should not have a credit card, okay? You should be saving for things that you want. Stop putting everything on credit and putting yourself further and further and further and further in debt, okay? Um, so what I wanna talk about now is some books, some books that I've read, some resources that I've really immersed myself in and implemented things from, and educated myself around and I've grabbed some things I've implemented I've tweaked and and really worked out things that have um, made sense to me things that don't make sense because let's face it there's a lot of information out there when it comes to money and as Joel said there's a lot of people out there that are selling you really expensive programs to give you something that's really basic to teach okay so I'm gonna I want to mention a couple of um, a couple of books that have really helped me so far and one of them is um, Think and Grow Rich. I think it's an incredible book. Um, you can get it on Audible. You can get it in most major bookshops. Napoleon Hill wrote it many, 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 many years ago. Uh, and it's still so relevant today. And a lot of it is around, as the title suggests, Think and Grow Rich. It's around mindset. You need to have an empowering money mindset. And if you don't, if you're a negative person having negative thoughts around money, and you're closed off to having an abundant amount of money, then of course, you're not going to attract any. But if you change your mindset around money, if you have more empowering, more positive thoughts and feelings around money, money is such a taboo subject here in Australia. I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world. People hate talking about money. They feel bad about it because they're so stressed about it. 
But if you had an open relationship with money where you just see it as energy, and by reading books like this, I think is a really great place to start. Um, there's also another great book called The Richest Man in, Ma in Babylon, incredible book to read. Rich Dad, Poor Dad, another amazing one. Um, he also has a game that goes with that one. The Science of Getting Rich is another awesome book around money. The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And then The Barefoot, in the Barefoot Investor was a great one for me as well because he really simplifies the actual um, process and the setting up of accounts and things like that and, and makes it really fun as well. He kind of turns it into date nights and stuff like that. Um, so I, I just wanted to touch base on some of those resources. Joel, you've probably got a few more that you can add in as well. But I'm not just giving you these books because I've heard of them. I'm giving you these books because I've read them, I've implemented from them, and they've made a massive difference to my success, my financial sex success, but also to my mindset around money. I don't, have, I don't share the same money beliefs that I did when I was growing up anymore. I've challenged the beliefs that have been passed down from my parents and my grandparents, you know? And I think that's, a, that's one of the reasons why um, you know, I am successful and on the path to greater success. And I know that you're the same, Joel. So have you got any other books that you can think of at the top of your mind that you want to add to that list that maybe our listeners can go out to and, and have a read or a listen of? Well, it's amazing. You uh, stole my books. I wrote them down and like <laughs> I was going to say this just to give them the two, that they're all amazing books. I've actually read all of them except for Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. I think I might have missed that one. I'll have to add that one to my massive, 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 massive reading list that I've got. I've become obsessed with books again. I'm just having one of those phases. But uh, definitely The Richest Man in Babylon. Uh, that was a game changer for me. Uh, that was my first first like dipping my toe into actually self-education because I was look waiting to have uh, business mentors teach me or someone come and teach me this stuff. And I realized that that wasn't going to happen. And like, they didn't have any massive secret. They just pretty much followed the stuff that I read in these books. So once I read that book, I was like, Oh my God. And I think the second book I read was the original, not the updated versions, the original, original barefoot investor. It was like, it was, it was in that order. I think it was that book and then that book straight away. So and then, yeah, subsequently I've read the other books. So what, the other ones that I have read that have given me um, a lot of financial literacy, pretty much just go find anything that has to do with Warren Buffett. Like that, I, I've read so many ones and a lot of them, like Mary Buffett, I think his, his ex-daughter-in-law, who's obviously had access to his knowledge and everything like that. Those books are killer. And he really goes through how, how to... Um, how to invest and it doesn't mean you got to apply it to uh, the stock market. It's just works for, for other business that works for elsewhere. So that, and of course, Robert Kiyosaki, the cash flow quadrant, that one is like an even more powerful version of rich dad, poor dad. It was like, it's the sequel. So get like that one just made me go, wow, I need to start investing because <laughs> I want to be in the I quadrant. I don't want to be in the, like the, in with the, the poor people like the middle class. I don't want to be middle class. And like, you know, things are tough there and you don't have to be there. So yeah, that they're, they're, they're them. So like the look, what I find is, and it's something that I deal with. It's not something that we're immune to Christine. I'm sure you have the same thing is like when you're going to take a big leap, 
and learn something new and, and then you've got to apply it like buying your first first trade on the stock market uh buying your first business you know investing in your first program you know it, it all takes courage and what holds people back is they are just so frightened that they if they take one step back they're never going to get back to where they were they're frightened they can't even get back to where they were and that's just not true <laughs> growth growth is going to happen no matter what over the long term so you're either going to get forced into it or you're going to go in with inspiration so yeah like that's it and i loved everything you said like i've got this list here uh that i'm gonna like go through a bit but like 10 things that can get you started but like you don't need to listen to us you can just go google it like google money tips i google money tips today just to see what i had there now there is some crap there <laughs> but if you go through and have a look at some of these things like there's genuine information there that if applied will create you more wealth so like i'm just going to go through a couple and then throw it back to you christine but guys you got to have a you got to have a dedicated um savings plan if you are not saving you are just sentencing yourself to pain in the future so you can like is it challenging to do it now absolutely it's challenging to do it now but guess how challenging it is to do when you're retired and you can't get a job anymore or you can't get income anymore and you've outlived your savings because let's be realistic the, the the pension is designed to last until you're about 75 or something you know and your savings usually get you there to about like sorry like about 10 years you know so what happens after that <laughs> what like without support from friends and family or like something that you've done while you're in your younger years how are you going to survive and the the like the superannuation. Now this is just an opinion. Although who's the only one guaranteed to make money out of superannuation while you're plowing it in, in your thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, what happens if something happens to that money? You've paid those superannuation companies all the way through and then they can just go, Oh, well we stuffed it. <laughs> you guys have got no money. Like you're relying, you li don't leave your future up to other people. Now, Here's a, here's a tip. You need to go out and work this out for yourself. This is not financial advice. Although this is just an anecdote I came up with when I thought when I, I was working with a lot of people that were broke. And I was like, well, you know, save some money. And they're like, we can't. Our bills equal our income. And I'm like, so you're living broke. And they're like, yeah. Like, so you're living, you, all your bills take up and you can't even buy groceries you can't do anything like that they're like yeah that's what my life's like i'm like okay so you know how to live on no money I'm like yeah are all your bills paid they're like no they're not we're falling more and more behind i'm like so what's the difference keep a hundred dollars and put it in a savings account and still not pay your bills still not have that you know like what i mean like obviously don't get yourself in the shit you've got to do you've got to face up to what you're doing in your life but just really think about it. You're in zero. You're in the negatives. You're giving all your money away to other things, like other things, because you've made probably, well, let's just call it space, right? shitty decisions. Why not keep a bit of money? You, the depth isn't going to change. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so you must have a dedicated savings plan. So get that going like straight away. And listen, you must decide your priorities. Is your priority to retire rich? 
or just to put your head in the sand? Is you, do you want to retire rich or do you want to have that new iPhone? You just got to have that. So you go out and get high purchase or you go out and use a credit card or you do that. Like that is crazy. That is a whole different kettle of fish. You are now addicted to dopamine. You're addicted to the chemical dopamine that comes into your blood bloodstream when you chase the shiny. That's it. Your brain is a zero sum. It's either on or off. And if it's on, it's getting fed dopamine. And if it's not, it's searching for dopamine. So don't feed it dopamine from buying iPhones. Feed it from the pride of watching your wealth grow. So I've got another eight of these. I've got about 10. So I've got another eight, so I'm, but I'm going to let you have a chat. What do you reckon? Oh, I love that, mate. And I love that term, the like living broke, because that's what so many people are doing. They are literally living broke and they're missing out on things. Like I, I bet a lot of our listeners um, are having to say no to things that they want to say yes to. And I bet a lot of our listeners are sick of the struggle. They're sick and tired of being sick and tired, stressed and worrying about money all the time. That was me, Joel. I I uh, want to share a little bit of my story here and it's, it's the journey of the four D's and the four D's are debt, divorce, disease, and death. And when I talk about death, I don't talk about your own. I talk about someone close to you. I've seen it paralyze people before. So for me, I went through three of the four D's at the same time. I went through a divorce. So now I was out on my own and I had a PT business at the time that was just breaking even. And that was the only way I was surviving. Um, so I went into severe debt and I had those stress, those money worries. It was keeping me up every night and it got to a point where I was living on two minute noodles and mashed potato because that's all I could afford. And my body eventually shut down to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. You know, I just could not function and, you know, going through the divorce, having the debt, then the disease, it was like the, the feather, the brick, the map truck. That, my, that I needed. I wasn't getting the message clear enough. So then what did I do? I thought, okay, I need to get another job. What can I do? I'll take anything. So I went and started working at a drive-through coffee shop. And then that created a regular income. So now my PT business is breaking even, but now I had this regular income that now I could start living on. And I just started to go from there. Then I opened up another business, an online business. And then it eventually... Um, replace the income that I was making from the coffee shop and also the PT business. So I didn't have to do those anymore. So then I built up my online business. But I want you guys to know that we've been where you are, you know, and it is a scary thing. It really is. And it's so hard to see outside of that dark hole that you're in or that you feel like you're in. It's hard to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I get that. You know, I didn't think it was going to be. I looked at my bank accounts when I was going through those three Ds. I didn't have a dollar left. Like all my bank accounts were overdrawn. They were in the red. I don't know why bank accounts allow you to do that, but I, they were overdrawn and in the red. And I was 30 years old thinking, I'm going to have to move back in with my parents. That was the last option, you know? And then this opportunity came along where I could create some more income and it started to take off from there. And then I read a book that changed my life forever. It was The Law of Attraction. I'd never read any self-help books or anything before that. And so that it, I started to realize that the power of my thoughts really did dictate the power of my reality. So when I started changing my thoughts, my reality started to change. My situation started to change. So 
well, I really want to empower you guys to start educating yourself, start fueling your mind with information, like the right information that's going to get you closer to your financial goals, you know? And I know there's a lot of information out there on it, but we've just given you some great places to start, some great resources. And at the end of this um, podcast, we're going to share that we're actually touring around the country um, this year in 2020. And we're going to share some, some of the dates and locations where we're going to be so that hopefully you can come along and sort it out once and for all. An easy, affordable, um, systematic way that you can start getting ahead with your finances. Um, but I'll share that at the end. But I just wanted to talk a little bit about pandemics. There's a, there's a pandemic going on right now. And if you're listening years after this podcast was recorded, we're going through a time where this coronavirus is, is coming around, right? And there's warnings out there that, you know, it might, there might come a time where we're going to have to be in our homes and we won't be able to go out, right? It's getting that bad and it's spreading that fast. Now, for those of you that don't have a savings plan, that don't have any money that is there to support you, how are you going to cope with things like that? How are you going to cope when we hit a recession? You know, how are you going to cope? So there's opportunities now for you to start doing something about it. Go and get a second job if that's what you have to do. Start a lawn mowing business or go and babysit people's kids or um, be a dog walker or be an online tutor for kids with special needs or whatever. Like there's so many opportunities out there for you. Um, you just have to, you just have to search. You just have to go and do some research and be open to it. And once you're open to it and you, and the universe sees you taking steps to better your situation, it's going to meet you there. It's going to open up more doors for you. It's amazing how that works. So, Joel, I just wanted to, to mention that, but I know you've got a couple more tips you want to go through. So, I've got a ton more. On. I've got a ton more. And, you know, like, like the elephant in the room for most people uh, tends to be the, the disdain for jobs. They're, like there's so much marketing around, you know, get rid of your J-O-B. And, look, I'm an advocate for getting rid of your J-O-B, but I also want you to respect practicality and don't be crazy and quit your job because you hate it so much. <laughs> go get another job or go do something like, and have, have a vision. Like that's what, what we're saying, like set, set goals, like have priorities, set savings goals that are attached to experiences and what you want out of life. You know, you, you'll get it done in 10 years. You, you'll be surprised how much you can get in 10 years. So don't let the short term like disdain for a job or what you see on the internet where they're selling you something to train you how to get out of a job. Like I like my wish for you is that you don't have to work a job that you hate. And while you have income and responsibilities and uh, you know, income from a job is, is common sense. So like I, I nearly want to go on a rant about it for when I see people uh, making claims that, yeah, you should get rid of your job. Like you, like, yes, you should in the right way. So, yeah, you've got to be mindful of that. So, I guess, so step three, set savings goals. Actually set some goals. Like, you'll be surprised. Like, could you imagine if you could just have a side hustle that created, uh, you know, $400 a week that you could put away? At the end of the year, that's 20800 isn't it? Uh, my maths may be off. <laughs> 
would you like to have $20,000 more than you have right now in 12 months time? Like that, that sounds great to me. I'd, and if you don't want it, well, maybe you could give me the $400 every week. <laughs> but you know, that's why you have a side hustle. You know, you've got plenty of hours in the day to work a job, come home and work on your dreams. Like I know many, many, many people that have created uh, six and seven figure incomes started out doing it in their lunch break and after, after work and being stuck in traffic and, you know, making phone calls then. So like, don't, don't be lazy, <laughs> go do something to set, you know, but set savings goals and, and start saving, you know, like use compound interest. If you don't know what that is, you are paying it. I can guarantee you, you are paying compound interest. Like the banks and credit card, if you've got a credit card debt and you are not, and you're paying interest on it, that's compound interest. The bank actually loves when you don't pay it off. Don't think that they, <laughs> they want you to not pay it off. They want you to be in debt. They want you to get over your head because then, you know, they've got you for life. They've got a customer for life. That's compound interest that's working against you. But here's the thing. If you put your money into an investment, I'm going to say property, I'm going to say shares, I'm going to say, like, you know, like find out what it is for you, then that's, that money goes out and pays you interest. They pay you interest for that. And that's compound interest working for you if you keep the money rolling over. So it's not compounded unless you leave the money in there. So we, like at our events, we, we show people how to take $400 and create multi-million dollar um, like results within their lifetime and easily without stress and pressure. And we're massively conservative about that. You can make far more than that, but just for the people that want to play it safe, you can create millions of dollars in today's money. Uh, if you do, if you follow the strategies we share in, in, in our, at our events and on our, in our programs. So, but that's it. You must be willing to master compound interest so that you're going to learn about that in the richest man in Babylon and in the barefoot investor when you read those books. So five pretty self-explanatory stop buying dumb shit. Like really? Like, do you really, really, really need that handbag? Do you really, really, really? And I'm Christine's really going to say, yes, of course, don't touch the handbags. <laughs> I'm joking, but Hey, all jokes aside, there's plenty of people that think they need it. Do you really need to buy everything? name brand can you like i like i most of the shirts i wear come from kmart <laughs> you know what i mean i don't have a gucci belt i don't have all that stuff like and i don't care like you know what i mean you do not have to buy crazy expensive clothes you do not have stop trying to keep up with the joneses you don't need to go into debt to pay a car off that's just going to put you under pressure like i don't have car payments and i have a great car because i don't like I do buy enough dumb shit, but it's like, like it's within my means. It's never on a credit card. Never, ever, ever on a credit card. Credit cards are only designed to make me money. I use that debt to make me money, to be able to make quick purchases, to buy assets, to, does this, does this make sense? It's never for a freaking iPhone. It's never for, unless I can pay the whole thing off and I don't use iPhones, but you, you get the picture. You know, I'm not in any debt for any consumer goods. I do not have, I don't even know what they're called anymore. An AGC card. What, what, what are they called these days? That's how long. It's like when I was 17, 18, 
doing dumb shit with my money that I knew what that was. So that's how long ago that was. So 20 years ago. Yeah. So there's, there's that. So just stop buying it. If you're not going to care whether you have it or not in two weeks time, then don't buy it. Actually audit what you're thinking when you're saying that. Like, uh, okay, if I still, if I still want it, like create a rule for yourself. If I still want it in two weeks time, I'm going to save my money to go buy it without using my credit card, then go get it. If you really, really, really want it, that's okay. I don't want you to live a hermit's life where you don't have anything awesome in your life. You deserve an awesome life. But every dollar that you spend over here is gone for good because you're buying an iPhone. Your iPhone's not worth the same amount of money the day you buy it. But if you take that dollar and you go put it into a property or a share, and he keeps on bringing you back. It comes back and goes, look, I've got a 10 cent coin for you. And then you send it back out and it comes back with a dollar 12. And you send it back out and it comes back with about a dollar 13 and a half. You know, like it keeps coming back. And eventually the compound interest is going to outweigh the money that you've put in at the beginning. So, and that, that's the sacrifice you make when you buy dumb shit. You sacrifice the ability to do that. If that was goldygook to you, listen to it a heap of times. Go Google compound interest. And go play around with the compound interest calculators. Go to YouTube, look it up, learn about it. Once you learn about how powerful it is, you're going to get addicted to saving. So I've had a couple of goes, Christine, it's your turn. <laughs> well, I just want to add something in here that, um, that one of my mentors shared with me. And it's a really good tip that I think the listeners will love. You know, when, um, and you've gone through, you know, having a savings plan and everything like that. And that's great. So if you've, if you've got a savings account set up and let's say that you go out for lunch and someone shouts you lunch, right? It was going to cost you 50 bucks for lunch, but someone has shouted you and now you don't have that $50 to outlay. Guess what? You put that $50 straight into your savings account because you were going to spend it anyway, guys. So you might as well put it away and, and whack it in your savings. And watch what happens when you do this. It, it, this compounds. So when you start doing this, when you start noticing around all the times, um, and I used to block this because I used to be one of those people who go, no, 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 don't shout me, don't shout me, I'll shout you. So I'd be the one that would shout people all the time, right? Because I felt obligated. It was my obligation that I had to, that was my role. You know, I had to just buy people lunch or dinner or whatever. And that was always my role to, to shout. But then um, that's, that's not um, empowering that other person, you know? So when I started to switch it, and this took a lot for me to get my head around, but my coach worked with me on this and um, opportunities just started opening up. I started getting shouted and I started becoming this money magnet. Money started coming to me in predictable and unpredictable ways. And that's one of my mantras that I say to myself every day. So it went from people just shouting me lunch to now all of a sudden people were sending me free stuff of things that I needed, you know, um, uh, just recently someone has sent me some, um, some tickets and their value is about $800, you know? So these are things that like I started to record, I started to record all the, all the ways that I was getting shouted and not having to you know, spend my own money. And then what I did was I started putting that money that I would have had to spend anyway into my savings. And guess what happened to my savings? It just grew exponentially. It just, and now all of a sudden I'm in this vortex of people wanting to give me things. Yeah. And that's how cool the universe works guys. But if we're closed 
and we've got closed body language. And as I said at the start, we've got closed heart, closed mind. And we just, we'd rather be, have our stinking thinking and want to be right all the time than take a risk and maybe see that, you know, if we did something differently, if we were open to something else, you know, we'd have different results. No, people would rather be right. I'm comfortable here. I don't want to be like that, you know? So when you open up, it's amazing what happens. And like having some money mantras around that, like something that, that happened to me a few years ago was this check rocked up um, after I started all this abundance thinking and this, this money mindset and, and doing my mantras. This check rock, rocked up to a location, to a house that I'd moved to. These people were trying to track me down for four years to send me this check of this membership that I'd cancelled four years ago and they finally tracked me down in a different state, in a different location, and this check rocked up. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this was like literally within a couple of weeks of me changing my mindset around money and doing the inner work. And then from that day on, I've, I've grown that into, into bigger things and manifesting bigger things. So I think it's really important that you have these systems in place, exactly what Joel is saying, um, but you've got to do the inner work, guys. It's great to have the account set up. It's great to put, you know, the, the savings and everything in there. But if you've still got conflicting views around money, if you've still got stinking thinking around money and shitty beliefs and um, feelings of unworthiness or feelings of I'm a bad person if I want money, no. If you're a good person up to good things, money is going to magnify that, guys. Okay? If you're a bad person up to bad things, money is going to magnify that. But I know that when I put my head on that pillow every night, I'm a good person up to good things, trying to change the world, trying to make the world a better place. And I need more money to do that. I need more money to make bigger impact. I need more money to inspire more people, to let people know that life doesn't have to be like this, that you can make life whatever you want. How that next chapter goes is up to you. You're the author. You hold the pen to your story. And it can look, you can make it look like anything you want. So we really want you guys to get this today. We want you to get the concept that it starts with mindset and then implementing these systems and then obviously coming to our workshops is going to help because they're hands-on workshop, guys. When you come to our workshops, you're going to leave with a blueprint. You're going to be so clear on where you're heading financially and what that looks like and we're actually going to work with you and teach you how to organize your money, how to save your money. And we're going to give you the number one secret to retiring wealthy and earlier than expected. So you actually set up for the future. And we're going to tell you why having an abundant mindset is crucial to getting ahead in life. You know, so we're going to cover this in a three hour workshop in a capital city near you. And we're going to some smaller um, regional areas as well. But we're giving you this, this information and this hands on, like you're literally going to walk out of there with a system in place, ready to rock. And I don't know, can I tell them what the price is, Joel, yet for our workshop? Am I giving this away too early? Because you've still got more steps you want to go to, but I'm just so excited about like it. it. It's, <laughs> it. It's like when you think about the, like the technique we're going to show them, and it's nothing new, it's simple. <laughs> and we show them how to like do it after that and teach it on teach it. It's that simple that within three hours, you'll be able to teach it to all your family and help everyone around there become like more abundant. So like when you think about the fact that we can share how you can go from where you are now to 
multi-million dollars like like one of the white strategies we show gets them to 2.4 million bucks like from a standstill so when you think about the price which is <laughs> 39 bucks 39 bucks for three hours for a three-hour money workshop where you can go out and learn these lessons and then go out and teach everyone you know that wants to change their life like there's no massive upsell at the end <laughs> there's nothing <laughs> We just, we just want to cover the hard cost and share because we want to be around wealthy people because wealthy people like to be around wealthy people. So we need to create more wealthy people. That's when you're on mission. It's about lifting, lifting others because, you know, the amazing Scott DeMullen says you, uh, go, you, you go to greater heights further faster if you lift as you go. So that's what we're doing. We want to lift as you go. That's why the podcast happens. That's why it's free, you know, because these skills that you learn from us, unfortunately and fortunately, we've had to learn from the hard way, haven't we, Christine? We have. We've, we've invested a lot of money and a lot of man hours, um, but it's been worth it. It's been worth it because now we get to teach it on. And we want you guys to be wealthy because a lot of you have amazing creativity and ideas and innovations and we want to see you get those off the ground we want to see you guys live an enriched life and more money just gives you more experiences and more choices and you know it's that saying of when the tide rises the ships will rise together we want our listeners to rise with us we want you guys to rise with us and we want you to have an abundant life we want you to have the experiences that your soul um, that your soul wants to have. And I love what Keurig Ashley says where, you know, at the end of the day, when you're on your deathbed, you're going to look back and the only thing that you're going to be worried about is um, the love that you got to give, the love that you received and the experiences that your soul got to have. It's not going to be the shiny cars that you own. It's not going to be the, the multiple houses that you owned. It's the experiences, guys. That's what you're going to be thinking about when you're on your deathbed, okay? And the way to have those experiences is to create more wealth is to create more money in your life so you don't have to say no to everything. So when things come up, you can go to India on a spiritually awakening adventure, you know, and immerse yourself in a totally different culture. You know, they're the kinds of experiences that we want you guys to have. So we're, we're coming to a capital city near you. I'm going to rattle off a few. We're coming to Melbourne in March on Saturday the 14th. That's in a couple of weeks. Um, we'll be there um, doing the three-hour Money Matters workshop. We're coming to Darwin um, at the end of April, um, 1st of May. So we will be there as well. Uh, we're coming to Sydney and Canberra at the end of May. And we'll be on the Gold Coast in June. And we'll probably do Brisbane around that same time. And then we're in Adelaide in July. And then we've got um, Tasmania. And Tasmania is September. Um, and is that all of them? I think we've done all the... Uh, we may get back over to Perth later in the year. I've already been there once, but we didn't get to do a workshop there. So we may head over to Perth later in the year. But we're coming to a regional area with you. And I'm trying to get Joel down here to Albury-Wodonga as well. So we can do one here for the country folk. Um, but guys, like for $39, we've made it that price so that you guys can fly in. So that you can come and be part of this and have this as the catalyst for change in your financial future. You know, sometimes we just need that one thing, that one thing that sets us in the right um, direction that is going to totally turn it around for us all. And 
that's happened for me. It's happened for Joel. It's happened differently for both of us. But now we get to come together and teach you a really, really simple strategy. You're going to kick yourselves when you see how simple this strategy is. And it's all about getting you guys to stop going for that short-term gratification. Okay, stop going for that short-term satisfaction. We want to set you guys up for life. We want you to have an incredible retirement. We want you to be able to enjoy life. And we want you to be able to retire early as well. We don't want you working your butts off into your 70s and then hopefully at the end of it, you get to travel the world after that. We want you having those experiences now. And that's why we're doing this podcast today. And that's why we're touring um, the country to bring this simple um, model to you so that you can start going after those dreams and um, creating the lifestyle that you desire and that you deserve. So Joel, you've got a couple more um, yeah, I do. points there. Yeah. And look, think about the thing that you love to do the most. Like if you like, maybe it's skiing, maybe you love to ski. So all these years of working and, you know, getting the, the instant gratification, blowing your money on stupid shit is adding time to your, the ability to do that more often. You know what I mean? So you're going to be doing the skiing far less. Now, so many people go, oh, well, oh, I can't wait to get to retirement so I can do everything that I wanted. But if you're retiring at 70, like honestly, how many 70-year-olds do you see on the ski fields? How many like 70-year-olds, when you're retiring, do you see doing the thing that you love? Like there's not many wakeboarders, there's not many kite servers or abseilers. Like I'm not saying they're not there. And we're, we're growing in a lot of cases, a lot of people are, uh, tend to be living, like the ones that wake up, healthier lives. I'm, I'm one of those people. Christine's obviously one of those people. But like, think about it. Like, uh, like the thing that you love to do the most that you do if you had more money, why would you wait until you like to the point like Christine often says, like to hopefully that your hips can hold up doing what you want to do. So like, think about that. And look, when you think about money, what's your internal dialogue and think about it. Like, would you speak to your uh, partner the same way and say the things about your partner that you say about money? And it, like, and if that's a no, like why are you speak like your partner wouldn't stick around with you if you said nasty things about it and mean things and you're angry at it all the time, like you are around money. So why would you expect abundance to come your way? If you are saying all these evil things about money, like be proud that you have the money to pay your bills, be proud that the money you've spent bought you experiences at least like that. We're not saying don't at least like enjoy, like if you're going to eat cake, enjoy the cake. Don't make yourself feel bad because you ate cake. Just don't do it all the damn time. You know what I mean? So say kind things about money. Say awesome things about money. Be proud of the things that you're able to do for yourself, for other people because of the money that you've been able to spend. Like be proud of that. So that's it. So like step six, record your expenses. Like literally take a diary. When you spend money, collate how much you're spending. Really like because... You might have a budget, but are you following it? How do you even know if you're following it if you don't actually mark it down? So when we wanted to, like we we were a little bit uh, blase about our shopping expenses. And I was like, all right, we've been here three or four days in a row and we've spent a lot of money on groceries. Like what is going on here? So we started really nailing down on that. We realized that there was waste. There was like 
discretionary spending that we didn't need to do. So we chopped it out and we haven't, we haven't missed it. But my bank account likes it because there's more money in there, which means I can do tours. <laughs> you know what I mean? It makes it easy to do tours to help people. So, and that's a higher value for me than, than buying dumb shit, you know, buying stuff that I didn't, don't even care about because you just eat it and it's gone or you use it and it's gone and you don't even remember it. So you don't even appreciate it. So there's that. So seven, make your savings automatic and make it really hard to get to the money that you've saved. So don't have a bank card for the money that you save. Don't have a password for your online banking. Make it so you have to physically go into the bank to draw money out. Now I know they don't want you to do that. And guess what? Do it anyway. <laughs> Cut your card up immediately. Make it impossible to spend money that you have put away for your future self, for your investing, you know? And do it so you don't have to see. You can easily get your uh, your the, the, the person that pays you, the payroll uh, supervisor at your business, uh, your where you work, or you can get your business. You can set it up so as soon as money comes in, it splits off into savings accounts. Done. You only spend out of this account. Like even if you have a spending account and you take it to zero every week, doesn't really matter because you've got all this money over here that's accumulating that is out of sight, out of mind. So you're not trying to spend it because so many people just go, Oh, I've paid all my bills. Now I've got this extra money and they start looking for ways to spend it. That's crazy. So, so stop that. So sit there, find a way to check how big your savings are going. So like watch your savings grow. That, that is, that becomes so exciting. When I first started my journey, I started with $500 doing the stock market. And I was watching it every couple of days, I was watching it go up and down and everything like that. And I was like, wow, but over time I watched it grow to, you know, quite a lot. And it was exciting and I got addicted to it. And so I wasn't worrying about spending all this money because I was thinking, oh, if I spend this money, I'm going to not have money for here. So like I actually got to the point where I could buy motorbikes <laughs> and I'd start looking at motorbikes. And I'm like, oh, there's enough cash there for a motorbike. I'm looking at motorbikes, better go buy some shares. And I buy shares. And because the way the stock market works, you don't get your money out for two or three days. So you've got to really want to spend the money. And most of the time you're like, oh, nah, my stocks are going to go up. So I won't do that. I'll, I'll lose too much money by doing that. So it's, that was a really good way for me. Um, nine, learn to invest in cash producing assets. I know this is really technical today. I'm, being, I'm not being really like mind, I'm not the mindset guy. Today. I'm the tactic guy. But seriously, Find assets that you love. It could be business. It could be, I don't care, Bitcoin, stock market, um, <laughs> no, baseball cards. I don't even care. <laughs> Find ways to make money using that cash. Look, you, there's so many ways that you can do it. You can go like, you can go to garage sales and do it. You know what I mean? You just got to get good at it. You got to get great at it. You got to get awesome at it. And eventually you'll start making money. Like, think about it. What if you could make two or $300 extra a week just by going to Gumtree or Craigslist if you're in America, you know what I mean? And getting the free stuff and then selling it or going to garage sales and doing it. Or maybe you could go to the hardware store like Bunnings in Australia, find the clearance stuff and then like do your homework and then go and sell it on eBay and you could make a profit or you could go to the marketplace on Facebook or something like, but you know what? Most people won't do that because it's too, too much work. But anyway, 
There's a strategy to make money. Manage your taxes, get an accountant, not a tick and flick one, someone that'll actually do the planning with you. Go tell them where you want to go. That, that comes into the plan that you had before I was talking about. Actually have a vision for what you want. Go tell your accountant. And I'm telling you, not one of these quick taxation ones that do the tick and flick, give you back a return, tax return. One that can actually forward plan your life. And, you know, like rich people have their taxes done a year in advance and then pay them like 18 months later. <laughs> so stuff like that. Get, get in front of that, people. So, and then 11, measure if your goals are in alignment with your investments. So you've got to measure what you're doing. There's no point in me saying, I want to save $400 a week and be a billionaire. That's not going to happen. So I need a better strategy than that. So if they're not in alignment, don't be, the worst thing you could do is get to 65 and get a nasty surprise or get to 70 or 80 and realize that, holy shit, I've just run out of money and be nearly wishing that you would die. Like that, that's, that would be freaking terrible for you. It'd be terrible for your family. And the last thing you want to be at that age is a burden. So like do the work now. Like it is simple. It just takes discipline. And let's be frank, most people listening to this podcast have got discipline, but the majority of people out there don't. So I know that's my microphone drop. I don't know what else I can give them. They'll just show them how to get rich. So boom, 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 boom. Now this podcast has gone for nearly an hour. We're going to jam way more value into our three hour workshop. Joel, you have just absolutely given so much value with those 10 steps. And if you did nothing else and you just went and implemented what Joel just shared with you in those 10 steps, you'd be on your way. But we know that accountability is key. We know that sometimes you need to be shown how to do these processes, how to do these steps. And that's what you'll get out of our workshop, out of our, we're calling it our masterclass. And if you've tried other strategies in the past, or if you've never done anything in regards to financial education, don't worry. This is for everybody. And we are going to, as I said, have you leave with a blueprint in place of your financial future. And we want to take the stress away, guys. We really do. And, um, you know, for me, I, I've got a meeting in within an hour with someone because I'm looking to invest in more property. So I've set up an appointment today to go and talk to someone to find out exactly what that looks like. So go and find out, guys, what, what would it take for you to invest in another property? If, if you've got, already got your mortgage, could you go and, you know, get an investment property as well? Like, I'm only finding this out because I'm doing my research, okay? I'm doing my research and you have to do your research as well. So there's opportunities all around us. I'm sure you've got that message from this today. Just go and immerse yourself in them. Go and find out. Get curious and start flooding your mind with information in regards to the one area that we know most people want improvement on. When you look at the circle, like the wheel of life, most people, it's their finances, the number one that they want to improve, yet no one is educating themselves around it. No one is reading books on it. No one is going to courses on it. We're just putting our heads in the sand and we're going to work for the man and we're just living in our stressed state, which is causing all sorts of disease and frustration and puts pressure on marriages. It's, it's the number one reason why marriages break up is through financial strain. So we want to help save that. We want to give you more enriched relationships with yourself, with the people around you, with money, 
and um, we want you to live an abundant life. So lots of value today. Thank you, Joel. That was outstanding. I can't wait to listen back to this one and take some notes this time. <laughs> um, absolute gold. Thanks, buddy. Damn. Uh. Yeah.